You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Well, hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, on today's episode, we're talking about another one of those four temperaments. And what we mean by temperament is the way a child is built socially, emotionally, and relationally. So, you know, we categorize temperaments in lots of ways. We've talked about the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, etc. But to simplify that concept, we've divided those four basic temperaments into colors, which for us is just easier to remember when you're trying to keep a bunch of family members straight. Yeah, we, we don't want you to hear these podcasts and just simplify people into a single color. We all operate out of all four colors at different times, even throughout a single day. But we do have a dominant one or two. And this is super helpful information to just help you understand where people are coming from, Mm -hmm. how they're seeing the world, how they're making sense of it. So I love this verse. We're doing it for each episode. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And it's likely referring to the temperaments. Train up a child in the way he should go. How is he inclined? How is she designed by God to interpret the world and respond to it and the only way you're going to know how to train them up is to know what they are right to know which way they lean to know what their temperament is and what works best to teach them and correct them and motivate them yeah so today's episode we're looking at my favorite color bonnie and my favorite color renee (laughs) the gold temperament (laughs) so full disclosure we're both gold yeah (laughs) this be us Uh uh-huh uh-huh but that's okay. All the all the good and bad. About 38% of the population is gold. So there's a lot of us out there. Yep. Yep. We're the proverbial type A's. I love this list you made, Bonnie. <laughs> but yeah. So this will give you a great idea. So think Hermione Granger. Mm-hmm. Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. I love her. Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld on Seinfeld. And then Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Which, you know what? I didn't even like Rabbit and Winnie the Pooh. I didn't either. He's bringing me down. <laughs> it's because he, <laughs> he only kind of had one mode, which is good. We're talking about that. Right, so right. So you can have lots of modes. So fun fact, 80% of U.S. school teachers are the gold temperament. Mm-hmm. So think back to when you were in school, dear listeners. How did the classroom look? How did you get from the class to the cafeteria? You probably walked in straight, <laughs> quiet lines. Yeah, and all the bulletin boards with all the decorations that were orderly and tidy. Mm-hmm. I, we even had blackboards with lines written on it. Where we they did could, too. Yep. Where they could write on a neat line. The and calendars. how did you turn in your papers? Right. You had to, um, you know, write from 1 to 10 down the left margin. Mm-hmm. And you had to put your name and the date in the top right corner all the specific things and if it wasn't that way you got points off so think about how you felt when the teacher told you to write your name in the upper right hand corner i i was fine with it me I too was like this makes total sense to me yeah but my friends who were like the orange temperament which we'll get to in another episode uh they hated it yeah like it doesn't make any sense to them or the green well why do i have to do that <laughs> that's right why can't i put it on the left side yeah that's the big deal yeah cramping my style Yes, so that is good to keep in mind that not, every temperament has a different learning style. Um, they like a different environment to learn in. So smart teachers know that. And I think 
in the school systems, they're starting to incorporate this, that we're not all a bunch of fish, you know, trying to learn how to climb a tree. Right. We all have different ways of doing things and we need to accommodate that. So good point, Bonnie. And we also want to point out that the label of gold has nothing to do with better than, like getting the gold on the Olympic podium, although I secretly may tell myself that sometimes. (laughs) I I think golds do tell themselves that. (laughs) It's just a color. (laughs) Call it yellow if it makes you feel better. Right. Uh, It's just a way to remember the temperaments. Right. So, okay, in in children, which is kind of, you know, just ask your mom, right? So in children, this temperament is probably one of the earliest to discern. By age two... These are the kiddos that show an independent spirit, and they're probably going to try stuff that other kids might not attempt until later. They're what you, all the books are written on the strong-willed child. This is, this is the gold child. Mm -hmm. Really, though, what two or three-year-old isn't strong-willed? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Very good point. Right. But this toddler will have like a me-do-it impulse. Yes. Um, They will directly challenge you like no other. (laughs) Yes, it's their goal. <laughs> I'm going down today and I'm taking this one with me, right? They want to buckle their car seat. They mm-hmm. want to get dressed themselves. They want to pour the drink or push the elevator button. And if that doesn't happen, a lot of times there's a meltdown. Yes, yes. So in other words, they want to be in control. Mm-hmm. Um, this also shows up not in their impulse to do it themselves, but also with their environment and their routine, Yeah, early on, you'll see these kiddos lining up uh, blocks on the floor or maybe um, separating their Legos into blues and the greens and the Mm goggles. They want to have everything color-coded. One of mine is half gold and half green. And when she was doing her gold stuff, she would put her stuffed animals on the bed and they they all had a right place to be. You couldn't mess them up. Mm -hmm. And she knew what the right place was. And then she also wanted to know the schedule for the day. Um, That was really important to her to not make a lot of changes, not have a lot of spontaneity. She wanted to know what's happening after nap. How many sleeps is it going to take before we get to the next activity? That sort of thing. Yes, schedule and routine is super important for gold kids. So there are a lot of moms who are this because it's the most prolific temperament. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of moms who are not. And if you... I have a child who's constantly asking you, what's next, mommy? What are we doing after lunch? And you're just kind of breezing through your day. Well, I don't know. How am I going to feel after lunch? Right. Like, that whatever. Just, that makes me like have shivers down my spine <laughs> just saying it. <laughs> whatever. Nap today? Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. That is very, you're making it very hard on your child. They're feeling, um, likely feeling a little out of control, a little yeah. uncertain about um, their future. Mm-hmm stressed it gives it makes them feel less secure and yes. much more stressed which can come out in lots of behavior issues right so how do, yeah how does a three-year-old or a five-year-old or a seven-year-old display stress well likely in bad behavior yeah they're not going to tell you i would prefer a schedule mother at three years old <laughs> yeah. they're going to tell you i would feel more secure <gasps> please if you could tell me at three o'clock what might be happening in our home dear mother no they're just going to have a big tantrum in the middle of nowhere where did that come from right so Right. So like greens, they don't love change and they can be hard to transition uh, from one task to another. Like we said, especially if it's a surprise. So tell them what's expected and what's coming up and give them a five minute warning. Help them to gear up for a change that's coming. Yes. So just such a simple, simple tool. Mm-hmm. We just did this in general. 
I just think it's kind to your children. They have so little choice in what they do mm-hmm. in their lives, especially when they're little. So to say, hey, this is coming up, five minutes, which, you know, okay, listen, five minutes was 10, right. 15. The concept it, of it time. Depends, is- <laughs> uh, like on what I was doing and I get distracted, but you've given them that warning and it really, really did help. I saw yeah. a big difference in the frustration level go they went way down mm-hmm. and were able to put the Legos away or stop the little art project or the coloring book, whatever they were doing. Right. Especially if you can get them to acknowledge that when you say, Hey, I'm five minutes from now we're leaving. Yes, to, mom. To go to whatever. And okay, mom. It. Yep. I heard you. I got mm-hmm. it. I'm on board. Okay, mm-hmm. mom. Five minutes. Yep. So gold children don't really like people touching their stuff or messing up their spaces. So what do you do when you're preparing your gold child, Bonnie? Right. So if you know you're having other kids come over to play, um, then you need to give them time to decide. What are I, what am I willing to share and what needs to be put away? That's just, I, okay, that to me is a dominion issue. Go back to Genesis 1. Right. You know, God says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and exercise dominion over creation. Mm-hmm. We have an innate desire to take care of the things that are within our realm of responsibility and I feel like it's very unkind to your child to make them share every single thing right I know you're trying there's plenty of opportunities to teach sharing absolutely it with siblings and in your day but it you don't have to share I don't think every single thing if there's something particularly special uh, or breakable yes <laughs> that you can't trust another child with I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you know what we're just not even going to have that out as an option Feel free to put that up. Yeah, we had a special, each of them had a special like um, stuffed animal or doll, mm-hmm. a special blanket. And then like maybe one other thing, depending on their life. Those two were the constants. Right, it's not like you're hoarding everything we're, into yeah. your closet and we've got three <laughs> things you're allowed to touch. Yeah, no. no, no, it was the opposite. We put two or three things away and then everything else was out Yeah, to, to share with. All right, and I thought this was interesting uh, in some of the reading I was doing for, to prepare for this episode, even though it, this is my temperament, I you know, I, I can still find insights. Golds tend to use more concrete words rather than abstract words. At social gatherings, they tend to talk about their everyday lives, what's happening at work and their families rather than ideas. So think about how your child is describing their world. How are they, what words are they actually using to describe their world? I thought that was really interesting. Now, children are, little children are concrete by nature. In most things. Mm -hmm. But I think they also have this, this fresh... They're fresh from God. So they have this fresh imagination and they're, they're very in tune to um, the spiritual realm. I think more so than we are, we get closed off to that. So notice mm-hmm. how often are they in imaginative play? How often are they, you know, using concrete words? I think back to Em and I, Em and I played very concrete games. We played tea party, mm-hmm. not like um, I'm a princess and you're a fairy and all, you know, we didn't play as much of that role no Mm -hmm. we didn't either it was it was like mimicking what's going on in everyday exactly everyday life and I felt totally comfortable in that and when we would want to play pretend I'm like I don't even know what are we going to pretend I don't (laughs) I was totally directed by my children right I just was so bad at adding to that um if they do if Google child does play pretend which mine did occasionally um they would be the boss Ah. And they would tell you, well, this is how you're going to play pretend. And this is the character that you're going to yeah. be. This is what you're going to say next. And this is how you're going to act. <laughs> so they, it's like the director of the play. So there's really no freedom for the other characters. They're just going to tell you what to do. Which leads us to our next quality, which gold temperaments are leaders. That's right. They're the getter-dunners that you can count on if you give them a project or a task. 
The, while the green temperament is going to see big picture and strategy, gold will break that task down into little bites and they tackle each one until they're done. Yes. Yes. They're very decisive also, which this is me. If I want to go get something oh, at a yeah. store, I'm in and out. Oh, I know you are. There's <laughs> I don't no browsing wanna, with you. There's no browsing. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> but, um, you know, you just pick one. Just go in, get the thing, pick it. We're very into efficiency and very time aware. I've gotten some really fun clothes because you didn't even take the time to try it on and you got it home. And you're like, uh, this is not going to work. <laughs> Here you go. You want it? I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay. So there is a drawback to that. Yeah. <laughs> So I love this about golds. We hold on to shared family beliefs and traditions. So we are we are the loyalists. We mm-hmm. are the gatekeepers. We like to stand, you know, with things that have been tried and tested. Even when they create friction in some of our relationships, we'll do this. Um, so we're less likely to question beliefs and traditions and discard them for new ones. And that is a unique trait to golds. Other temperaments are going to question hey why are we doing this mm. what is this accomplishing right um having because this is how we do it <laughs> because because <laughs> we've always done it that way <laughs> so that's that's an interesting little that caveat. is interesting yeah i hadn't really thought of it that way so a thing about golds maybe you know one <laughs> we can be a little judgy I mean, how hard is it? Oh, goodness. I love that phrase. Who does that? It's like you're plucking the strings of my heart right now. (laughs) Even just hearing those words. (laughs) I'm sorry to admit that. I know. So the only correct answers are, I know, right? And only someone clearly not as cool as you. Who who hasn't thought through it or has decided to be capable. Right. (laughs) Right. So... Yeah, that's not the best way to be. We're just going to put that down there right now. We acknowledge it about ourselves. Yes, and we're going to return to this when we get to the besetting sin of our temperament and and give you some solutions for your children or yourself to kind of um, not squash your natural inclinations, but to use them for good. Use them for good, Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) So we love our lists. Oh, we love lists. You could probably guess that by now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will make a list of things I've if I've just accomplished them and I'm making like a longer list of things, I will put down the one or two things I just did just so I can scratch it off. So much satisfaction. It's so, it feels so good. It does feel good. And I sometimes will break my list down into sub lists, mm. which that gives you even more things to check off, even more good accomplishment move, feelings. Good move. So in other words, we're organized. The container store is our happy place. We love tabs, labels, color-coded markers. Renee's husband, David, has a fondness for label makers that is unmatched. <laughs> That's true. I, I got him a label maker for Christmas one year. Oh, 20 years ago, maybe? Just as like a last minute, oh, I think I'll grab that and wrap that up and put it in the tree too. He told me through the years so many times, thank you so much. <laughs> I did not realize what joy this would bring me. I think we have three different models now because they keep improving them. Oh, I'm sure. And it's adding all the things. digital kind. And oh, yeah. Else. And you can, the fonts, you can have a million different fonts and the different label links and all the, oh, yeah, colors and all the things. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. He's got one in his garage and we've got one in the kitchen and he's got one in his office. Wow. Love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this insight might tell you something about a child with a gold temperament. So when they're in school, their study environments make a difference. 
piles, chaos, disorganization in their environment really does affect their mind and their spirit. So you can contrast this to a green child who is happiest with teetering piles of papers as their quote unquote system. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so so if you have two children, for example, who are sharing a room, Mm. the odds are they're probably not the same temperament. So you might hear them screaming over, you know, you got your stuff on my side of the room or your room is so messy. You never pick up your stuff. This could come down to something as easy as temperament. Yeah, totally. And I'm thinking back in like big life changes, like when we moved from state to state and every single thing is packed up in a box and then they dump it in the rooms, right? And you have to unbox every single thing. That's very unsettling for a gold child more so than the other temperaments and a gold parent. Yes. I I literally couldn't think straight when our rooms were in that kind of a state. And David knew it. I would just say, I cannot... I can't process what to do next. <laughs> I can't even and have a conversation with you. No. Because there's so much going on in my head. Yes, exactly. Like I cannot function. So I, I was really affected by like this, the beauty of my surroundings. Me too. I, if it's really a beautiful space, I can think more clearly. I just know that about myself. So before I sit down to like write, maybe I'll tidy the kitchen. And then I'll sit down with my laptop yes. at the kitchen table. Same. Or if the house is like a wreck and I can't, don't have time to deal with it, I'll just go outside mm-hmm. and write outside because nature is... Nature is good the way it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to fix it any. Yes. So the same thing is true when we come home from vacation. That night, I don't care how late we're back, that night my suitcase is unpacked. Mm-hmm. All my stuff is back in the bathroom where it's supposed to go. I see you, David Sproles. And my, my <laughs> husband <laughs> used to be the one. He would leave his suitcase open and still kind of living out of it for the next week or so. <gasps> but Bobby, lately, how could you do that? In the past few years, we've traveled a lot more. And he has he is unpacking the same night now. Good for you, Bobby. It's taken me a long time to get there, but yeah, we're on the same page with that now. I love that. I love that. So, um, you know, the opposite is true if you're a gold parent. So if your child's unsettled with a, you know, with things, you can be unsettled. So your playroom? Yeah. Your, uh, the kid's room might drive you insane. Like that was for sure true for David. He's also gold Mm -hmm. as one of his top two colors. And uh, he would, he would just straighten it every time he saw it and it was in disarray whereas you know i'm the one who's staying home going you know we really just need to do that at the end of the day right it's just gonna happen again and again and again uh you oh right very golden how you kept yeah i had to keep all the puzzle the game pieces and puzzle pieces would were my thing like they all had to be back in the game for the next time they all had to be back in the puzzle um poly pockets all had their same little bin legos had their own little bin and you couldn't mix or match all those things um, the matchbox cars. Yeah. All everything that. had to have mm-hmm. its place. And that, <laughs> if your child is not the same temperament, that can be really stressful for them if you are taking that to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. And the opposite mm-hmm. is true. If I'm, if I don't really care what the house looks like and then, you know, it's fine. I'll, I've got laundry all over the place and that's just the way we roll. But I have a gold child. I have to know that's affecting them. Mm-hmm. So, it really does change the way you live on a day-to-day basis, depending on the temperaments that you live with, that, if that, you care about them. The beautiful gift of family is that it softens us up. It makes us stretch right. and bend and lean into each other's preferences. Yeah. And so we don't get so rigid. Exactly. In the ways we are. I mean, I remember that, but I, I couldn't stand to be interrupted when I was doing a task. Well, what do you think a mom of a two-year-old <laughs> That's is the story of your do life. We have five minutes uh-huh. that we have 
So I just had to tell myself the truth, which is this will not be like this forever. And at this season of your life, you cannot expect to have more than 10 to 15 minutes of uninterrupted work mm-hmm. while they're awake. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly mad and frustrated about that, that's not going to go well for you. It's not their fault. And it's not their fault. It's Right. It's just, it's just the byproduct of having a toddler. And you just, do you, you better believe like those nap times, it was felt so good mm-hmm. to work uninterrupted or nap. Right. <laughs> uninterrupted. And, um, even as I got, had older children and I was more mature in my parenting, I still relished that. The stretches of time, it still just, it felt so good because yes. I'd told myself this won't last forever. I could celebrate Yeah, <laughs> when we'd reach like a new season. Right. For sure. Yes. Yes. So I guess I probably was not aware, as aware of this, <laughs> raising my children as I am now. But if you can be, then it just makes your home a better, more peaceful place. If you're a gold parent... Um, you know, your home is supposed to be the safe place, mm-hmm. the place where people can kind of relax. But if you are so obsessed about your environment and how everything has to be just so that your kids are scared to mess stuff up or you're going to get mad, then it's not a safe place anymore. The tone is not really what you want it to be. Absolutely not. And okay, here's the deal. I didn't do that, Bonnie. Here's what I did. I was like, you cannot do that to your children. You like the house to be straight, but they're children and we're homeschooling. So mm-hmm. things are going to be out. Yeah. They're okay. Home. So I didn't do that. But about twice a year, I would reach this tipping point internally and I would be like, that's it. We're cleaning your rooms. And you could just ask them. Like, I wish they were here where we could just ask them. <laughs> How did you feel inside when I said we're going to clean your room? Because I would rage clean. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I would rage clean. I'm and kidding. they were like, you could see it on their faces. Like, what's oh, going to get no. thrown away? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm totally right there with you. And with my green child, I had to really like that. That was way more upsetting for him than Emma, who was golden blue. It was still very upsetting to her. <laughs> but for him, it's like you're tearing my life apart. Right. And so I learned that I had to like put stuff in bins. So I would put stuff in boxes and I'm like, we're going to set it aside. And then you have to, we'll revisit it in several months and you come back and tell me, no, what in there do you really want? Yeah. Cause he, did you he really literally miss? couldn't process it. I know. So that was, but that was many years of learning. So if mm-hmm. I can help any of you moms like get there quicker than I did, your kids will be grateful. Yeah. That can be literally a source of trauma. Oh yeah. For some children. Oh yeah. I know my husband carries that. He had, he was the same temperament and his, his mom was like garage sale queen. So it wasn't twice a year. It was way more often than that. And it would just be like binge and purge. We're getting rid of his possessions. And he's still, he's 50 something years Uh old and he still carries. I wish I had that matchbox car from when (laughs) I was six, but my mom (laughs) sold it in a garage sale. So yeah, it can be a traumatic Mm -hmm. thing that you need to let go later on. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, Bob, but you know, Yes. As a six-year-old, you have a hard time processing. They do. They do. Um, Okay. A couple more fun facts about us golds. We're interested in facts rather than ideas. Uh, We want details. We just prefer the teacher will tell tell us what we need to know. Oh, I can remember feeling that. Can you just tell me what I need to write down in my notes? What's going to be on the test? Tell me what's essential here. (laughs) I don't really want to relish this new concept. I want to move through it. Right. Execute and move on. <laughs> Efficiency. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my goodness. Well, the good thing about golds, uh, the many, one of the many good things That's about right. golds, 
is that they can take on increasing responsibility because remember they're the getter dunners. So mm-hmm. as they age during their teen years, they're going to want to get jobs. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to save for their future. They're going to um, be really responsible in how they handle money. Probably they're going to have their rebellious times like every other kid because they're normal, but they don't tend to last as long as they might for other temperaments. They just want to feel grown up and useful. Like they have something to do, something to add. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great quality. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we like the predictability of life patterns because we do, we, like, as you just described, we grow up, we get a job, we find a mate, we raise a family and we're just executing, you know, a reasonable life plan. <laughs> and hope your spouse or your whatever can go along with that. Yes. Oh my goodness. My daughter's that way. Exactly. I'm going to be in school for this number of years. I'm going to get this number of scholarships. I'm going to have this kind of at the end. Then I'm going to be married and then all the things. And yep, check, 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 check so far, mm-hmm. which is a good point because life in general, it might go along like that for a little while. Your plans might get met, but when they don't, um, Ooh, gold, does, the it, record can screech. It cannot feel, it does not feel good. Right. But you have to know that that's life. Golds have a hard time with when the plans don't go as, as planned. Right. So I, I mean, I, that was one of our very first episodes when everything's not okay. Wasn't mm, that the very first right. one? And that moment was when I had executed my life plan and had had the second child or maybe it was the first child, but yeah, I had the child and I was like, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> and I panicked. I thought I can't fix it. This mm. is not a school project. This is not a job. This is my life uh-huh. and I can't escape. Like, what have I done? Kind of a thing. Okay. So that's also depression just for you who have, you, those of you who have joined us in recent months and hadn't heard the very first episode, <laughs> you go to the doctor and you get help. That's mm-hmm. what you do when you start thinking that way. But it was, it was a wall. It was a big wall. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big wall oh. because the life plan was like, threw me a curveball. That's right. I mean, life, stuff happens. We're on, we're human. We're fragile yeah. humans. You can be sick. You can have lose people. You can, you know, infertility, all kinds of things come in there. So, uh, it behooves you as a parent to help your gold child early on, um, learn how to roll with things, learn how to be flexible when things don't go their way. Um, learn that control and perfectionism is simply an illusion. Mm -hmm. It's not a real thing. I mean, my parents tried, I don't know if yours parents tried. I I remember in first grade coming home destroyed because I'd missed one spelling word mm-hmm. on a test and they kept having to tell me it's okay to not be perfect like they're saying those actual words oh, we yeah. are fine you work so hard we're so proud of how hard you work you don't have to have be perfect in school have perfect grades be you know have perfect whatever hair clothes all the things I just didn't internalize it. That's right. It takes a while. I, I just like was like, you know, I think I'll actually just go ahead and be perfect. Like I it's that, it's okay. That's so my <laughs> so my daughter as well. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just a journey, and you just got to learn the stuff yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can say all the things mm-hmm. and maybe make a dent. Maybe they'll hear it somewhere later on. But. That's right. That's right. I mean, I did all that came back to me. Like I can tell you tell you this whole story now, right? That yep. Here's how I was living my life. I was living my life like it was a school project to execute or a career that mm-hmm. I had perfect control over. And that's not true. It's not true. 
Um, one of our one of our good qualities is we form the backbone of institutions. We are the people filling the churches, the service clubs, the businesses. We're we're about some titles. We like to be respected. Even if we don't admire the person holding the position, we can separate that and respect the position they hold. Mm. Um, it's why family is important to us, that we know we belong to a clan or a tribe. This is hugely important to me. You know you have a place and, and, identity. and where you are in it. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Right. So, okay. So you have a gold child. Mm-hmm. How are you going to motivate them? Yeah. The best way. Right. So... Because a lot of us, I think almost all of us who have a really strong gold tendency are perfectionists. Yep. You have to praise their effort, not mm-hmm. their result. Mm-hmm. They, we've said this in many, many, many episodes before. In general, children do better if you praise their effort and not their result. They have no control over the result. Are they going to win the ball game or not win the ball game? Are they going to get the grade or not get the grade? Right. Are they going to be able to ride the bike or fall off the bike? You know, you need to praise the trying. Uh-huh. Um, because a lot of times for golds, they're afraid to try because they're afraid to fail. Oh, absolutely. So praise them for being brave enough to try a something new, a food, um, a task, a skill, mm-hmm. going somewhere new, doing something out of the ordinary, out of their schedule. Make sure you notice that when they do those things and, and are flexible and say something positive about it. Competency is a high value for a gold. Yeah. And so putting yourself out there and looking like a fool, mm-hmm. which you, that's our brain telling us we're looking like a fool. Uh-huh. I don't think a lot of people are thinking that. Like looking incompetent, looking like you're not capable, that's a, that's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible thought in our minds. Right. So yeah, you if you can... Um, get them into a space where they feel super loved and secure with their family identity, their space in your family identity. It will give them a boost to go try right. harder things. And then failure is positive. <laughs> what, can we learn what can we learn from how we fail? Mm-hmm. And what can we learn from mistakes? How, what has that taught you? And it wasn't so bad on the other side of it. You know, you really have to focus on, um, disappointments and failures and those sorts of things and flip them. Didn't you say in one episode, what were we talking about? You said, you asked your child, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yep. When you were trying to get him to try something hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's play it out. What's the worst thing? Mm-hmm. And you get down that road and you're like, oh, actually. Well, all of that sort of sounds silly. <laughs> and, and none of that is probably very likely to happen. Yep. So quit worrying about it and go ahead and try anyway. And then um, just be careful how you... Like we said, you were going to praise for effort. Be careful not to base your approval, um, which is how they perceive your love, mm-hmm. on their performance. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can say great job for straight A's, but you can also say, but that's not why I love you. You know, mm-hmm. I love you if you fail. Mm-hmm. I love you if you um, come home with C's. Yeah, I mean, we said that when our kids finally started getting grades high school I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> we started assigning grades and then college we always said you know if you tried really hard and you make a b or a c we're we're great with that we just want you to always work as an unto the lord mm-hmm. give your full effort but but you know everybody's different and how they assimilate information and what's going on in your life at the time and right. you know things can happen to make you not you know be working at your top performance it's all still still they had trouble Sure. Oh, yeah. Believing that. It's such an internal driver. 
-hmm. Yes, they're very internally motivated. Um, They also tend to compare, I think, a lot. And they're comparing to everybody else's best. So when you're starting something new, you cannot compare your beginning or your middle to somebody else's end. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So that's a really good lesson for a gold child who's starting maybe on the swim team. Okay, well, they're not going to be as good as the guy who was on there for two years already. Okay, so let's talk about the besetting sin of each of this temperament. We've talked about this with our other temperaments. The besetting sin of the green was... Perceived laziness or stubbornness. Perceived laziness, like not not really wanting to like get up and go. And blues is unforgiveness because they're very relational. And golds, Bonnie and I really don't know. I mean, do we have any? Yeah, oh yeah, we do. (laughs) I'm just joking because it's so obvious what it is. Oh yeah, we're smiling at each other across (laughs) the room here. Um, Well, it's anger. This most often shows up as anger, Mm -hmm. and. we get the whole besetting sin concept. I just want to do this plug for yes. the folks over at Parenting Made Practical. And it just so happens they have a new workbook and a video on temperaments out, uh, which is a great additional resource. And they're also scheduled to teach five Zoom classes starting in late August of 2022 on how temperaments impact you, your spouse, and your kids. You can sign up for those on their website, parentingmadepractical.com. So if this interests you, and or maybe you're new to it, and you want to dive deeper... There's place a place to go. There's an assessment on there too, parentingmadepractical.com, where it, you can get a temperament assessment for free. Okay. So if you don't know, yes, then go there to find out what you are. Right. Right. Yeah. So anger. Okay. This is our, this is our besetting sin. This is probably what gold kids and gold adults are probably most going to deal with. And it comes from feeling that we're not in control, which, okay, newsflash, you're a kid. You're often not <laughs> in control and you're not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But you're constantly reacting against it. Right, right. And while golds are leaders by nature, we can be bossy. Mm-hmm. While and- we're decisive, we can be <laughs> impatient with other people who are not. Yep. And while we're independent and self-sufficient, we can also be argumentative and demanding. Mm-hmm. So remember we said that they're one of the earliest temperaments to discern and maybe this is because it takes a long time to work on the heart issues for this child. Like you said, your parents were trying their hardest. <laughs> they were. Even when you were little, but you're still, I mean, still, I deal with things like this. They have a really hard time admitting that they're wrong, apologizing or asking for forgiveness. It's truly a lifelong journey of teaching the opposite virtue, which would be submission, humility, and self-control. Yeah, I mean, I still, listen, we've been married 30 years and we've been doing this repentance, forgiveness, restoration thing for as long since we learned it. Mm -hmm. And that was 25 years ago. And I still choke on it when I start. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do it. And then I'm like, Renee Sproles, you are 51 years old. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Get over it. Oh my goodness. In the early (laughs) years of our marriage. It was probably 20 to 1 how often my husband apologized yeah. versus me. Same. And which is terrible. Oh, it is terrible. I mean, terrible. you know, that's not how things were going down, but that's how it played out every time. So I think if you asked him today, um, he would say it's way more even. Well, I'm and way more better about it. Did you like, so David would instigate it. He would be like, oh, we, this needs addressing. I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me for, you know, upsetting you in this way? And then I'd be like, okay, well, now I can apologize. But do I instigate it? It's still almost always him. 
<laughs> I'm I'm better about it. I'm now. not as I'm still not quite there. I just realized like we had a little tiff the other day in the car. She'll be unidentified because <laughs> he listens to most of these. Um, but I found myself like not wanting to apologize. I felt misunderstood, and I was like, "This is unjust. I don't need to apologize for this." And then I'm like, "I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me?" Which was not actually a very beautiful apology. But I did, I did get there. I did work through those thoughts pretty quickly. Yep. It's just going to be a lifelong struggle. It is. So start early. The earlier, the better. Yes. I'm like two, two years old. Yes. Start. Um, so the root of all these heart issues generally is selfishness and pride. If I'm angry, it's because somebody has violated the way that I think it should be. And I'm pretty much always right. Yeah. I mean, I, I noticed this with my small children I wondered why I was so angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And just a little bit of self-reflection helped me to see, oh, I'm I'm inconvenienced. Exactly. They're inconveniencing my the way I'm executing my day. Mm-hmm. You're interrupted. You got to clean up a mess. You got like, how dare they interrupt your schedule? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And then when you sit back and look at that, examine that situation a little bit, you go, oh, well, of course a preschooler. It's ludicrous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Of course this preschooler needs attention from me very frequently, mm-hmm. like every few minutes. Mm-hmm. I can't expect them to run their day. Right. But you got to have that awareness or you just run through life mad. Angry. All the time. Yeah. And it might not be big, big anger. It can just be simmering. Right. Just, just frustration, just, irritability, mm-hmm. short, you're short and terse and snappy. Yeah. And that running commentary in your head, you're just self-justifying. Like, I, I deserve to feel this way. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, just all the things. And unfortunately, everything you do teaches. Oh, yeah. With small children. Oh, yeah. So they're picking up on, okay, this is how we act through the day. This mm-hmm. is, It's okay to act this way when I'm frustrated with something little. It's okay. to. And if you're a gold parent with a gold child, well, they're eating that up. <laughs> and that, that is leading me to remember when I started apologizing to my children regularly. Yeah. That was a relationship builder. And it was so beautiful to see how, just how much they were willing to receive my, my words Mm -hmm. and how it cleared the air. And it, it was able to recognize like, Hey, I have violated, um, our relationship by lashing out at you. Yep. And if you can stop and be aware and just of the selfishness or the pride or whatever it is, the inconvenience and like diffuse it every now and then, mm-hmm. then it doesn't build up into the twice yes. a year rage yes. things that happen. Yeah. Changing the story I was telling myself was critical. Mm-hmm. And then the, the asking for forgiveness was that second step. But you're right. Ho- the hope was we didn't have to get to that as often as before once right. the behaviors were starting to change. Right. It's really, really good. Um, okay, so we, if we allow our children with a gold temperament uh, to just live life unchecked, they're going to learn to manipulate with anger. Yep. Um, the answer is not to engage. You can't get angry back at them. You have to model calm. And if you're a gold parenting a gold, Bonnie, how does that go? This is your life's biggest struggle. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> this will be it. Not reacting when someone is angry with you, your child, your teenager, mm-hmm. your middle schooler, trying to model that calm in the face of their tirade is so hard. So take a time out. Mm-hmm. And in the interest of peace in your home, learn your child's signals. Know your own child. 
Mm-hmm. Like what are their cues? What are their tells when they're about to lose it? Yeah. Before the tantrum hits, mm-hmm. before they get so mad at you that the door is slammed off its hinges and all kinds of other things have to happen, just have them, you take a time out, you go sit and, and get some self-control and I'm going to go sit yeah. and get some self-control. Oh Yeah. And then we'll come back and talk to one another when we can have a real, a civil conversation mm-hmm. before that blast radius takes down the entire house. <laughs> and there are days, I know, when the whole house can come down from it. <sighs> so if a gold child does trigger you to get angry back, then they have one. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're gonna to need to help this child peel back the onion of why they're really angry. I think because we're so concrete, Bonnie, you know, feelings can be, seem like in the realm of ideas. Hmm. And I, I was not super intuitive to what was going on inside of me me until I had some help from a counselor to help me like, you know, examine those feelings, take them out, look at them, pass by as Mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier today and go, Oh, this is what's happening. And I bet this is why. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, anger is just so quick and so big and it feels good Mm -hmm. and you can like get it and have it all done and have it out there that it's you often skip that whole part mm-hmm. well I'm just angry and this is why and you're probably wrong and you know we'll just move through instead of okay well I felt insecure yeah and the why is not external because it can be a why mm-hmm. like a, a gold person can say well the why I'm angry is because you keep doing this <laughs> okay well that's only 50 percent of the why right What's the other 50% that's going on inside of you? Why is the fact that you keep doing this bothering me in the first place? Exactly. Why am I so angry mm-hmm. about that? And that's when I really saw the, the selfishness and the pride Yeah. Um, that I was um, operating out of. I mean, I've said it before. Like, I thought I was a really nice person <laughs> so, and it's particularly unselfish. So in the moment, it's a very <laughs> rare person who has the insight and the awareness to say, oh, I'm not angry about xyz it's truly this thing that's going on deep inside no you're gonna have to like go sit somewhere Mm -hmm. and simmer down before you can have any rational thought at all and the more you do it the quicker you're gonna get there yes it becomes easier yeah it becomes easier and easier but yeah until i peeled my own onion i certainly couldn't help my kids peel theirs very well that's welcome to parenting welcome to Parenting. <laughs> Making you a better person. That is so good. <laughs> One so good. body blow at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, Sad goodness. but true. Sad oh. but true. So, uh, you know, we got to throw some good proverbs in here for our besetting sin golds. Uh, this was one we used all the time in our house. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up, ang- stirs up anger. That's mm-hmm. Proverbs 15.1. Okay, and here's a great one, Proverbs 30, 33. For as churning cream produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. It's inevitable. That's right. You want your home filled with strife? Mm -hmm. Let your anger get stirred up. That's right. Unchecked. Then there's the whole entire Sermon on the Mount, basically. Matthew 5, 21 through 24. Yeah, so... You know, Jesus says, you've heard it said, you shall not murder. Anyone who commits murder will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who's angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And anyone who says to a brother or sister, you fool, is mm-hmm. answerable to the court and in danger of fire of hell. So he's up in the ante here. 
he's basically saying, if you feel this in your heart, if you feel this unchecked anger, you're murdering someone. You're a murderer. Yeah. I've been a murderer. Yeah, me too. I've murdered people in traffic. <laughs> I've, right. I, in my heart, I've committed murder against my own family members, mm-hmm. my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's serious stuff. The, the stuff of the heart, it's serious stuff. Yeah. Anger is so that destructive. It's that destructive. <sighs> so. And, okay, one more right. really good one, Bonnie, because we are kind of judgy. That was another one of our... Not the the besetting sin, but it is a a kind of a way we lean into life. It's pride. Yeah. Yeah. We lean into life judging others. So, you know, there's tons of verses that say like, judge not that you be not judged or take the plank out of your own eye before you pull the speck out of your neighbor's eye. And I'm thinking, but there, I know there's scripture in there that says make a right judgment. So I went looking for it. Mm -hmm. And it's in John seven where Jesus had healed a man on the Sabbath and the Jewish leaders were big mad about yeah. it. They were like furious about it. They're like, you're working on the Sabbath and he's big mad at them <laughs> without sinning. And he's like, you know, no, it, you circumcise someone on the Sabbath and you tell me I can't heal someone from a lifelong disease mm. on the Sabbath. Make a right judgment. Yeah. And to me, that goes to the heart of what's happening when I, as a gold person, am harshly judging others it's I'm just making a snap judgment I'm not taking the context because Jesus is saying take context right think about what you're doing here yes the Sabbath is for rest but isn't like bringing rest from illness (laughs) isn't that releasing them from that bondage a beautiful thing to do on the Sabbath make a right judgment the difference there is that he knows their hearts and he can see into their lives and what their motivations are. Mm-hmm. We typically don't. Good point. We typically are just on the surface. Well, you are pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing it that way? Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty shameful when you just lay it out there like that. Uh, I want to be free from that. So by yeah. God's grace. So look underneath the surface of people and and don't judge. Let's yeah. Just say what's happened to you. What's happened what's to you? Happened to how you? can what's, I give you grace? How can I extend some grace to you? Right. For sure. Oh. Okay, well, that's gold. Golds, we love you. There you go. We love us. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Dude. part of God's big, beautiful world. So this um, information will be on our website, justaskyourmom.com. And we are on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom and follow us on Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. Sure. And if you want to rate and leave a review, that would help us bump up in the listings on all the podcast platforms so you can also subscribe and get each new monday episode if you have questions or topic suggestions we always answer those at just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time on just Just ask Ask your Your mom. mom